So if we think about what just happened in, in Maui with the type of fires they, they just had there, I mean, they've had it in, in multiple areas within Maui and even in the Big Island. We're seeing that it was caused by some of these low, um, lower level brush and, and, and high grasses. Welcome back to part two of our conversation about wildfire risk across the U.S. and why low risk does not mean no risk. If you missed part one, I do recommend going back and catching up on last week's episode. To recap, we welcomed CoreLogic's chief actuary, Howard Kunst, to talk about how to determine wildfire risk, how it's evolving, and how to prepare. You know, if we think on the path of, you know, these disasters here in recent years there's been a lot of talk about the historic drought conditions that we've had in particular in california and across the pacific northwest um has how is that i mean and we've had you know extreme winds as well like how has that kind of impacted some of these you know unprecedented losses we've had with some of the some of the big events in the last few years and then before you answer that, we've talked as well about this winter was one of the wettest winters on record here in California, and it just rained forever. How has that changed things? So I, I think we'll, we'll take that last piece first. Um, hmm. When you have wet weather, you get the the, the vegetation that grows is is the, the the stuff that is smaller, lower to the ground, that grows okay. fast. Yeah, and, and primarily that's the vegetation that that spurs wildfires. It's not the big trees. It's oh. it's the ground clutter that is where how the how wildfires spread. Interesting. So that when that stuff grows up, and then when you do have the summer summer heat and, and dryness in California and the western states dries up and becomes you know new new vegetation, new fuel that that can burn. So uh, yeah, we've seen that we saw that in 2017 as well with with the, mm -hmm. the fires, uh, you know the Tubbs fire and others that it had been a very wet winter and then. We had a had a very very, you know, high fire season. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the drought is really something that that has has really changed things. You know, with it being that dry in areas, and we were actually accounting for that now within the wildfire risk score is is adding some weight, some increase to the the risk scores in areas that are are having long term extreme drought, not a short term drought, but but okay. areas that have had three to five years of drought we're increasing the scores there because we know that the vegetation is most likely drier than it sure. would have been otherwise. Interesting. Yeah, I guess, you know, so are we saying that after all this rain we had this winter, we're now having a really bad wildfire season on the horizon? Is that what we are anticipating? Or is it too hard to well, say? Well, if, if, if that new growth vegetation doesn't get cleared out, that does lead to a potential for for fuel that can cause wildfires. And right. I think that's the really the big thing that 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 is the big issue in California right now is the mitigation and clearing that space, you know, all the defensible space around your house to make sure you're you're doing everything you can to keep, um, you know, the flames from from traveling. They still you're still going to have ember issue by flying, right. but keep keeping any potential fuel that can burn as far away from your house as possible, and and so that's why mitigation has okay. become such a, an important topic in, in right. the Western states. So if we think about what just happened in, in Maui with the yeah. type of fires they, they just had there, I mean, they've had it in, in multiple areas within Maui and even in the Big Island, yeah. we're seeing that it was caused by some of these low, um, lower level brush and, and, and high grasses. 
Yeah. So unfortunately, that's likely what contributed to the Bowie fire being so extreme. Yeah. And I almost wonder with that, too, if it's not awareness, you know, I think because it is an area that would be considered relatively low risk and people, you know, in general, maybe didn't realize the risk was there and therefore the awareness of clearing the brush, like most areas of California, if there's brush immediately, boom, wildfire risk, let's get that out, let's get it covered so that we can lower our risk. But in regions that aren't used to this happening and aren't used to having a level of, of risk, the awareness of what they should do to mitigate probably isn't there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. I think, again, you're, you're alluding to California has a whole lot more experience with, with wildfires historically and, and have developed um, their, their plans of mitigation and, and, and how to deal with the type of events that occur like this when, when they have high winds. I know yeah. the power power lines in the past have been a a, uh, a source of, of transmission of, of wildfires. And, yeah. the, and I think the Tubbs wildfire was, was one that was ultimately uh, caused by power lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if perhaps, you know, using that as an example and for for other states, because now, you know, California will shut down certain certain grids when the winds are high. Yeah, it's true. It's, you know, here in California, we've learned so much through the devastation that's happened, unfortunately. But it really has started to, you know, rolling blackouts when you get to these extreme winds, extreme heat. And it's, it's inconvenient, but it is protecting all of us um, by you know, having the awareness of what some things can be done to help lower the risk in some of these high risk times, you know, high risk areas that have high risk times when there are things that could potentially ignite fires. Yep, exactly. Okay, so we talk a lot on this podcast about climate change. So I I did want to kind of throw this into and you know, if we look from a climate change perspective, what can we say about wildfire? You know, are they getting worse? How are they getting worse? And what can we expect when we look out, you know, 50 years or more? It's, it's really tough to say, but, I, but if, if we continue to see climate change and we continue to see temperatures getting warmer in some of these areas, we do know that the temperature differentials also mm-hmm. uh, contribute to higher winds. And so with wildfire, we do have the potential if climate change continues of having you know, drier fuel and more winds that will make the wildfires larger and, and more extreme compared to historical. And likely to see you know more extreme damage in these areas that have traditionally been low or moderate risk. Yes, but as the potential for these events being more extreme, they will begin to impact areas of, of lower risk that, than currently. And, and perhaps the models will change. And mm. as, as that happens, we will extend you know the, the risk further away from the actual vegetation to account for that change in risk. Speaking of extreme weather, before we finish this episode, let's take a break and talk about what's happening in the world of natural disasters this season. CoreLogic's Hazard HQ Command Central reports on natural catastrophes and extreme weather events across the world. A link to their coverage is in the show notes. The end of summer saw the Atlantic teeming with hurricane activity. As we hit the middle of the season, Hurricane Franklin soaked Hispaniola while Hurricane Idalia made landfall on the Florida coast. A few weeks later, Hurricane Lee reached Category 5 intensity 
and remained a powerful hurricane as it passed well east of Florida and Hurricane Margot appeared far out in the open Atlantic. Wildfire season was also in full swing. This summer, wildfires in Canada continued to burn, setting records and affecting millions of acres. A devastating wildfire also broke out on the island of Maui, which became one of the nation's deadliest in U.S. history. Wildfires are dynamic. In this unexpected blaze in Hawaii is why CoreLogic looks beyond historical data and uses simulation models to bring clarity to the future of wildfire risk. If not, certain previously untouched areas might be overlooked as low-risk zones. Outside of the U.S., a 6.8 magnitude earthquake struck Morocco about 75 kilometers or 45 miles southwest of Marrakesh. This was the deadliest earthquake to shake the country in more than six decades. There was damage to significant cultural sites, including a 12th century mosque and a UNESCO World Heritage Site. But the most severe damage happened to homes built from adobe, stone, mud, and wood in smaller towns near the Atlas Mountains. However, insured losses are expected to be minimal since the rates of insurance are low in the provinces south of Marrakesh. And that's the Natural Disaster Digest. Howard, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining me today on CORE Conversations, a CORE Logic podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to uh, be here to, to help uh, educate our listeners. All right. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Devenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, our facts guru Erica Stanley, and social media duo Sarah Buck and Michaela Brooks. Tune in next time for another Core Conversation. You still there? Well, thanks for sticking around. Are you curious to know a little bit more about our guest today? Well, Howard Kunst is the chief actuary at CoreLogic. He works on the science and analytics team, and he provides a variety of analytical services to the insurance industry and other clients. He also provides market and industry insights in support of product development, sales, marketing, and thought leadership. You can find him speaking at various conferences throughout the U.S., Find out where he'll be next by reaching out to our team at insurance solutions at corelogic.com.